It's episode 428 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you're getting super excited for Strixhaven School of Majors coming out in just a couple of weeks, or you're like, wait, I'm still getting used to call time. <laughs> we are here for you. And I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And specifically this episode, we are dealing with both of those things because, yeah, we're going to say goodbye to call time and hello to Strixhaven. That's right. We'll do a little final wrap up on the call time story, yep. which we haven't heard the end of yet. How we felt at the end about this draft format. Yeah. And then we'll look ahead to what's happening in Strixhaven. Yeah, we've got a lot of cool inside info on how Strixhaven was developed and kind of a look closer at the colleges in Strixhaven. So if you're like, what will I do when I draft this set coming up Ooh, on yeah. the pre-release a couple weekends from now, we've got clues based on how the colleges are interacting and how they were developed to let you know what you should be doing when you draft them. And also just some cool stories and insights from the development process. Ooh, nice. Before we uh, talk about any of that, the first thing we have to do is thank people who support our show and all of our work on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. That's right. And big special thank yous to Becca, Greg, and Travis Yay! who became patrons in the past week. Thank you all so, so much for continuing to support the work that we do here at Good Luck High Five. Yeah. And that Becca is Becca Scott of Magic Coverage and other geeky things. So if you want to be nice. cool like her, no big deal. That's right. She supports our show. So, so we're how just about saying, that? We're just saying. How about that? Yeah, you can become <laughs> a member for as little as a buck a month, whatever you want to spare to support creators you love, uh, to give back to the content and help other people enjoy this show too because yeah. everything goes on goes into making sure the show happens every single week coming out of your cat's mouth and uh, yep. just hopefully inspiring your joy for the game of Magic the Gathering. You I was I just... Mean? I just had a really dumb thought. What was it? Okay, if you don't have a cat and you have a dog, yeah. I was like, would it come out of your dog's mouth? And I was like, no, your dog would fart the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is the good luck high five way. It's either broadcast, you know, normally, just like through your, you know, phone yep. or whatever, or through your cat's mouth. Option three, out oh, your dog's butt. Yes, specifically Specifically farting. a fart. <laughs> yep, mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah, and thank Anyways. you to everybody who sends us pictures of their cats broadcasting our show. We do love it. You do yes. not need to send us photos of your dog broadcasting it for obvious reasons. <laughs> thank you. Thank you as well to sponsor Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. <laughs> a great place to go. You can already order pre-order Strixhaven yes, over there. You and can. you will get it as soon as is humanly possible. Do you want to play with your friends on Spell Table? Do your own pre-release yes. because you can go into stores? Of course you do. Get a box from Card Kingdom them crack oh. it open take some packs or you could even split it with your friends that's right you know go over drive it to their house leave the packs in their mailbox and then play some cool pre-release action on spell table it'll be such a good time and card kingdom is just an excellent place to get all that stuff because they're wonderful people yeah they really do just put so much care and work into making sure everyone has all the stuff that they need to play the game that they love yeah and say good luck i5 they'll give you a token or a sticker in your order make sure to use our affiliate link card kingdom com slash GLHF for anything that you buy. And uh, yeah, people often tweet at us when they buy from Card Kingdom too, which I think mm -hmm. is really cool. We want to know what you're getting for your magical oh, life. Oh yeah, we do. For sure. Buy it and get some sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say goodbye to call time. That's right. So Maria, we are behind on story time. Yes. There were still three more episodes left. Wow. In the call time story. And I'm bringing you the whole thing. Wow. A story time with Megan in... What's the word I'm yeah. looking for? Condensed. condensed. I don't know. Like a, condensed abridged? soup. <laughs> Abr abridged is the book version. <laughs> yeah. Of what we're talking and about. Condensed is the soup version. The soup version. <laughs> so whichever way you want it. Okay, great. What's happening? Last time, okay. Kaya was there being like, what's going on? That's right. And she had <laughs> oh, just met Ty Barkel, who's just like uh, a real big bragger. Hold up. Pause. Yes. Speak. We're going to talk about draft in a second. But we talk about cards that we have never seen or never played with. Uh -huh. Does this card exist? Mine is still Tyvar Kel. Oh, man. I drafted a Tyvar 
But then green got cut really hard and I didn't get to play it. What? Because I didn't end up in green at all. Rude. I know. They should have known you opened a Tyvon. So I've never played it. I've never had it played against me. No, I've never. I've literally never seen it and never opened it. On the battlefield. I've never seen it on the battlefield. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Tyvar Cal, you're fake. Prove us wrong. All right, continue. Anyways, so uh, Tyvar, right, Kaya was having some trouble fighting some trolls the size of hills. Um, and <laughs> oh, yeah. Tyvar Kel came and like turned them into stone and was like, I'm very cool. And you're like, actually, you're insufferable. <laughs> yes, I remember this. Yes. Anyways, and then um, they had been chasing Tibble, and Tibble cuts a hole oh, yeah. to the demon realm, Immersturm, and disappears. And so uh, we learn at this point, Tybalt is there. And Tybalt has been instru- not instructed, but like basically someone was like, hey, you should go to Kaldheim and create an enormous distraction. And we don't know who sent him, oh. but... It's the Phyrexians. It's definitely some Phyrexian, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Who was like, go cause a distraction on call time. And Tybalt was like, I wanted to go cause chaos on, on call time anyway, so I guess I'm going to do it. But let's be clear, it's only because I wanted to. <laughs> he really has that tone about yeah, everything that he yeah, does. Yeah, makes sense. It's only because I wanted to. So he goes, he meets Valky, God of Lies, and he like tricks Valky and then locks him in the uh, in the dungeon of Carfell, which is the in like King Narfi's dungeon. Essentially. Sure. Sure. Um, and pretends to be him. And then he goes to Cole, the forge master, who's yep. the dwarf. Yep. Because it turns out that Halvar, god of battle, had asked Cole to make him a Tyrite sword. Oh. And Tyrite is the hardened sap of the world tree. Okay. And there's like Cole is the only person who can work with it. And Hal- Halvar was like, make me this. And Cole was like, because I'm great, I can. Uh, and so Cole makes Halvar this Tyrite sword. I hope sword. that's under his like sign, you know, like swordsmith. Because, because I'm, I'm great, great I, I can. can. <laughs> that's my motto. Um, you got some sap, I got a hammer. Exactly. And so uh, Tybalt finds out about it and goes to Cole. And then just like once the sword is done, murders Cole. <gasps> rest in peace. I was going to say, why didn't he kill Valky? And then maybe he couldn't maybe kill a god. because it's a god. Yeah. I don't know. He just like locked him in a dungeon. Oh, okay. So he's straight Anyways, up murdering here. Straight up murdered Cole and took the Tyrite sword, <gasps> which is also Sword of the Realms. Wow. Um, yep. Anyways. I also thought it was just like, it's very cool. It's like the hardened sap of the world tree, yeah, right? It's I not like a cool. metal or anything, um, which is why it's like all those many colors of the cosmos. <sighs> oh, I love it. And so then we get like the little bit of backstory about how Tybalt's been going around to the different realms. Yep. Because what the Tyrite sword can do is it can cut that hole between realms. Very handy. Yes, very handy. So he's just easily traveling around being like, elves, get ready for battle, right? He like hits everybody. He like plays everybody off of each other. Hey elves, did you hear the trolls said that you smell like stinkum bugs? Yes, that's basically what he's doing. Because it turns (laughs) out, and this becomes relevant later, like Tybalt's magic is a lot about like taking what people already feel or think negatively and like Uh, using that to, yeah, amplify it and make, use it to disguise his own messaging. Oh, I see. So he can essentially like work in people's minds by exploiting their fears and then using it to like conduct his own voice and wants into their heads. Hashtag 2020. Very spooky. (laughs) Very cool. Anyway, so he's going around. It turns out he's, he can do it to all the realms except the Valkyries. Oh. Um, And he's just, because they're like above that stuff. (laughs) Literally. They really are. And so what he does instead is he just cuts a hole between them and the, like the space between the cosmos, whatever. Oh yeah. And then just sets Coma Cosmos Serpent on them to eat them up. And everybody knows you can't kill Coma no matter how hard you try. You cannot kill Coma. So Coma's just like in Starnheim with the Valkyries eating angels for (laughs) breakfast, which is real rough and kind of sad to think about. That's how I feel every time someone plays Coma against me. Yeah. Just feels like Coma's out there oh, eating angels for breakfast. Sigh. Anyways, sigh. So we jump back to present day, and um, Tyvar and um, Kaya follow Tybalt to Immersturm, and they fight a bunch of demons there. And it turns out that even though Tyvar is insufferable, his one good quality is that even though he's like, I'm awesome, when someone else does something awesome, he's also like, you're awesome, and everybody should know your story also. So, like, Kaya kills two demons, and he's like, they're going to tell this story forever. Nice. And Kaya's like, you're weird, kid, but okay. Tyvar is the best wingman. <laughs> exactly, but also a self-hype man. <laughs> 
Yeah. Tyvar is just about hype for everybody who deserves it. Tyvar will steal your girl, but then be like, this person was dating her before I was. So like, aren't they really They're great? They're also great. Exactly. And you're like, weird, weird vibes. Dude. Okay. Weird flex. Exactly. And Kai is like, hey, you're a planeswalker. You should, you can go to all these other planes. And Tyvar is like, pass. <laughs> He's like, I want to stay in my world and make sure people tell badass stories about me. All right, Tyvar. And Kyra's like, okay. Anyways, they go and they find Tybalt. Um, Tybalt starts working his magic in Kaya's mind because she has all of her, like, doubts about herself of, like, anytime things get tough, I always run away. Um, I kill a lot of people. And so in her head, she's like, you should just leave. Like, you're losing this battle. It doesn't matter. Just run away. It's what you always do. And then she realizes that that's just Tybalt exploiting her weaknesses and her self-doubts. Wow. And then it turns out Tyvar is immune because he doesn't have any (laughs) self-doubts. Tybalt, you didn't count on that, did you? Um, and so, but then, so Tyvar is has like got Tybalt with his back against a wall, and then, but then Tybalt like cuts a hole between all the realms, especially essentially just like slaps all of Caldheim's uh, realms together um, by cutting a huge gash across the sky with the Sword of the Realms, um, and then Planes walks away. <laughs> Bye. Uh, and then, like, so we see uh, everybody's converging. All of the realms are converging. What is that called? There's a word for a it. Doom right? scar. The doom scar. The doom scar is happening. Uh, Tybalt made it happen. And then Kaya's like, we got to get out of here. This war is going to be devastating. There's nothing we can do. And Tyvar is like, I'm not going to run away. And Kaya's like, ah, fine. I guess I'm not running away either. <laughs> You're oh, insufferable. Cute. Anyways, oh, we also meet Varagoth, who it turns out is such a big, bad, spooky demon that they had locked him away in Immersturm. Like, he's part of why he had been, like, exiled there, and he's spooky. Uh, is he anyways, a card? Yeah, Varagoth, Blood What's, Sky Sire. Oh, what, I, gosh, what does that card do? Two and a black for a oh, yeah. three-two death touch with one and a black where you can tutor if you are boasting. That's right. Um. Anyways, he big and spooky. Yes. So they go back to um, Bredegard and meet some of like, they meet like Arnie and Inga and all those people. And they're like, oh, the person who can fix this is Halvar. We have to get him the Sword of the Realms, which Kaya and them now have. And then there's like a huge, basically one whole chapter of this is just like, it essentially is like Helm's Deep. It just goes on forever (laughs) and you don't really know what's happening if I'm being super honest. (laughs) Wow. And there's like, like a bunch of zombies from Carfell are coming and fighting and then like the trolls are fighting and then there's like the humans and the elves and they finally re-ally because they had been against each other but now they're for each other. Um, Big war. Yeah, because Tyvar, who is Prince of the Elves, talks to his brother, Harold, who is King of the Elves, and is like, you, like, right, Tybalt was just messing yeah. with all of us. So they said it right. There's a bunch of fighting. Um, Coma, Coma comes back and then goes to Carfell. Coma apparently is like, ooh, un- a realm full of undead snacks forever. <laughs> I can get in on this. <laughs> And goes to Carfell. I don't know. Okay. Um, the Valkyries come, the what you know, and they they also help turn the tide of the battle. Um, that's where we only for like the hottest second ever in the main storyline meet Nico. Oh. Who apparently was chilling with the Valkyries who are like, this person's so cool. <laughs> Weird. Um, anyways, I right drop Nico into the battle and Nico like throws shards, which turn other things into like oh, ice yeah. and then Nico's they shadow, here. shatter. <laughs> Anyways, Nico's here for a hot second. Um, they all they all battle. Kaya kills Varagoth. Halvar uses the sword to like reseal the planes mm. or reseal everything separately oh. and end the Doomscar. Um, and Tyvar is like, oh, I do want to learn how to planeswalk because I want to save places the way you helped save this one, Kaya. <gasps> oh, Which is really Tyvar. nice. And then and He's then Kaya's like, yeah, okay. And then Nico is like, is there a place called Theros? And Kaya is like, how did I get stuck with another planeswalker who doesn't know what planeswalking is? <laughs> so Kaya's like, okay, all of you, all of you planeswalker children who know nothing about planeswalking, I guess I'm here to now tell you all about it. Kaya's planeswalking school. Exactly. That's so cute. Um, and so yeah, and then everything is okay. Except at the very end, it's like a little epilogue where it Asika is like why am I dying and Asika is like there 
um, dying, and it's because uh, Vorinclex has her. And it turns out that Asika made the gods by um, brewing like a potion from the sap of the world tree okay. that helped made them make them immortal. Okay. And uh, so Vorinclex is killing Asika and then takes some of the sap from the world tree and then leaves through like some kind of strange portal. And you hear another voice being like, thank you, Vorinclex. Like we're getting ever closer to perfection. So the whole thing was a distraction by the Phyrexians so that Vorinclex could, could go to the, the world sap. tree and steal the sap to help the Phyrexians probably make whatever new creepy Phyrexian oil they're making. Who likes perfection in the Phyrexians? That's what they're all about. Oh, okay. Like, that's like the Phyrexian jam. Who's it's the leader? It's probably, um, what's his face? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That one, that one person that, that we're one. both thinking yep, of. Yeah, that guy. Who's the, what's his name? <laughs> you know, he has black hair. Yes. And he, like, is wearing, like, a Batman suit. <laughs> yep, we all know him. With a red window behind him. What is his name? <laughs> <laughs> him. That one. What's well, his name? I don't know. What's his name? I don't know. He's Urza's brother, right? Or, you know, or like, friend. Or was like, no, I don't know. Or is like Mishra. No, that's not who I'm thinking of. Oh. I'm thinking of the other one. Come on. <laughs> We're going to have to look this up. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll be back. Anyways, point is, okay, I will say one thing about the story, though, is that I do think that it would, I, I understand why for you know, the overall arc of the multiverse, they didn't do this right. Tyvar Kell is a new character. Yeah. They want him to be around. He's an elf planeswalker and stuff like that. I do. There was a part of it where that you like, wanted him to die where Kaya was like, okay, I'm taking the sword to Halvar. And Tyvar was like, I'll hold off Varagoth who's come back. And I was like, there was right. The whole thing about Tyvar was that he was so excited about, right. Like he had yeah. felt like he had this whole future. Um, and was so bold and boastful and somehow yet still like naive and kind of winning about yeah, it. Yeah. That I think that it would have been a heck of like a story sucker punch to have Tyvar die. I'm here for it. Like I think that that would have been a plus a really let's go like beautiful and brutal story move. I'll be honest. We are. <laughs> I mean, like we advocate for brutal story moves and magic all the yes. time here on this show. And yeah, 100% give it, if there's no actual stakes in your world, does your world have any stakes exactly right and so for the most like yeah everyone at the end of it was like alive still and you're like okay and i was like listen tyvar had exactly <laughs> like the kind of right where you were like yeah. waiting for him to be redeemed and he does get redeemed and then right as he's redeemed you just i mean this is the same reason harrison ford wanted han solo to die oh yeah man and it's like makes total sense like yeah. of course like i'm kind of a jerk and then i get re my character gets, my redeemed, gets redeemed and then i die and then yeah. Him. Yeah. So like all um, about it. Yeah, I would have been about that too. But you know, what are you Just gonna saying. do? Just um saying. yeah, that's that's a good point. So obviously there's Elish Norm, yeah, that's, like that's one of the big ones. But like Yogmoth. Yogmoth. Oh, there we go. God, thank goodness. Yogmoth, yes. That's who we were both thinking of yes. the whole time. It was. It was Yogmoth. Okay. Yogmoth. Yeah, okay. That's what I think Great. it is. Okay. So looking back at call time, which has only been here for a hot second, it feels I like I know. Uh, I think the spring set always just kind of goes so quick. Yeah, that's it true. It feels like. But what have what are our takeaways from call time? How do we feel about it? I really enjoyed it as a set. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Specifically limited, I think, is one of my favorite sets to draft in recent memory. Yeah. I will say I personally don't think that I liked it as much as um You love Zendikar Rising. Zendikar Rising. Yeah. I don't think it for me, it did not achieve um as much as Zendikar Rising did as a draft format, but it was still exceptionally fun. I think one of the reasons I loved it so much was because of the sealed arena open. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Which happened because of it. And I practiced way more sealed than I normally would. <laughs> and like to a point that was pretty absurd, but I had the best time doing it. It was so fun to try and figure out the sealed puzzle in call time yeah. and what you should be doing. And the answer is like all the most powerful things yeah. you can possibly do, which is also very fun to do in sealed, right? Yeah. Um, and I will say, I do love a good set where you can draft many colors. Yes. Um, anything that has like a regular inclusion of some dual lands. I'm a into. plus and the snow theme, huge fans of the yeah. snow theme drafting the snow deck was of course busted. So good. Um, and, uh, Maria, so fun. 
I was telling you about, but I finally did oh, yeah. it at, towards the <laughs> very end of this format. I drafted the Busted Giants deck. You did it! It was so good. Um, the key was I had two copies of Invasion of the Giants, oh, which is the blue-red yeah, uh, saga. Right. And then um, I also had two copies of Cinderheart Giant. And let me tell you, if you just hold Invasion and cast it on three, you can cast your Cinderheart on five, and that's the most broken thing <laughs> It's uh, it, here's a 7-6 that when it dies will kill another thing. Great. Like, it's always a two-for-one. Invasion is a very good card. I love Invasion. It's so good. Um, I had three copies of uh, the 4-4 four, four Craven Hulk. Ah, yeah. Which, do you know what? When you have multiples of them, it's, it's okay. It can block because there's two of them. <laughs> so, anyways. And also, they got to deal with it. It's 4-4. Four, four. Exactly. It forever. So, no. it was just like a bunch of like, just real big creatures that I made cheaper Fabulous. with Invasion of the Giants. Really enjoyed it. Great time. I love the Giants deck. I was so happy because I had tried many times to draft it and had always just kind of ended up a little bit short. And this one was... Perfect. It was a 7-0 perfection. I mean, when you get the perfect Giants deck, there is nothing that it's, can beat it. It was amazing. It's just incredible. It was 7-0 and nothing felt close. No. It was never close. No. There were never games where I was like, oh no, I might lose this. Every time I was like, <laughs> rip you, opponent. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you, I guess. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I was I very happy because I feel like that was one thing about this format that made it not quite as stellar for me was that it felt like there were a lot of cool promises about kinds of decks that you could build that were sometimes not as like cool in the execution. I think the black white deck was the worst. Exactly. Right. Unfortunately. Like, for me, what this set needed to be a better draft set was that I should have been able to draft a really cool angels deck. Oh gosh. I mean, don't right? get and me the, started. But it wasn't yeah. really a thing. You couldn't really, there just weren't enough. Exactly. Um, um, there wasn't really like the, the blue black zombie, like the Draugr deck. Like that, that wasn't, that a, wasn't thing. a thing. That wasn't a thing. Um, even giants, like it was really right. I, like I said, I tried to do it multiple times and only one did I ever feel like wildly successful about it. Red, green trolls. Yeah. No, not really. Um, yeah. So I guess the tribal themes were a little lacking. The black, white one, besides being angels also wanted to be the draw, uh, play two spells. Deck, oh yeah, exactly. Which is a really cool idea, but unfortunately the payoffs weren't strong enough for it yeah. to be desirable, which I think is going to be interesting because in Strixhaven, spoiler alert, <laughs> black, white is about playing multiple spells a turn. Mm -hmm. Um, so we'll see if perhaps Strixhaven can be a successful version of the mechanic that call time tried to be. Yeah. Um, that'll be, uh, that'll be interesting to me. Um, so as, as much as I did have like a ton of fun drafting it, because like I said, I love anything where you can go wild with your colors. Yes. And you and can pick up a bunch. Exactly. Like path to the world tree decks. A plus, oh, a plus. Just love a that card. Joy yeah. To draft. Um, but for me, it wasn't quite, uh, like a stellar draft format just because I it made some promises that I felt like I didn't deliver on. Gosh, I hope we get a sealed open for Strixhaven. Oh, I bet. I feel like you can't do it for once and then not do it for the next one. Oh, it was so fun. Again. Yeah, uh, yeah I think call time. Um, I, I liked it more than you did as far as draft goes. As far as standard goes, impactful? No, not really. Yeah, we had Goldspan Dragon. Goldspan Dragon. Um, Showdown of the Showdowns Skulls. of the Skulls is probably the biggest thing that happened yeah i'm trying to think um um because we didn't really do it like rogues it didn't do anything <laughs> rogues the same deck as it's always been same deck um we did like i'm trying to think was there any like it made some all runs epiphany all runs epiphany yeah some, we can make an argue, argument for mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. but yeah like emergent ultimatum I, like, I guess it did become right emergent ultimatum deck became came around around because became, of because of emergent? you needed tybalt um, sure. And All Runs Epiphany and Vorinclex were like some of like the key things that you grabbed. We didn't, however, see too many brand new yeah, archetypes, at least that are very good and standard. We yeah. saw some, you know, sillier stuff like the, you know, with with Tybalt and whatever you can mess around, but like in historic. But um, yeah, I, I this goes with what I've been saying on the show. I think I said it last week or whatever, where I'm like, I believe they might be pumping the brakes after yeah, Oko bit, like, and power level. And so we might have to be, go through a few things before rotation in the fall where we're standards not getting as heavily impacted by these sets. Yeah. That's just a hypothesis. 
I think it's a solid hypothesis. But, you know, um, call time, flavorful, A+. plus. Yeah, really, really good. cool. We'll probably go back here. I did like... I liked all of the, like, the characters that we got to know, like, right? Always love Morikaya. Oh, I forgot to tell you a really cool thing about the story. <gasps> which is that those two axe, the, the little hand axes that Kaya has. Yeah. Um, Tyvar, like, she loses her daggers at some point, I think in the fight with the trolls. Um, and Tyvar, like, takes some metal and Immersturm and grows her a new pair of like grows her grows those axes, them. like cool. convinces the metal to grow. Nice. He's like a transmuter. And also, so that was very, that That's was cool. really awesome. Um, I can't believe I forgot that. Also, Kaya is just very cool. Kaya is cool. Like her ability. She's a ghost assassin. Yes. And her ability to like make Hello. parts of herself and other people, if need be like insubstantial. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Um, Anyways, I forgot. I'm glad I remembered that yeah, part because that cool part, part was very cool. He just like straight up like planted some metal and he was like, Immersed nothing, it. nothing <laughs> grows. And so I thought things here would want to grow. And sure enough, metal grows into a pair of axes. Wow. Great stuff. This is also something to think about. We're now fully in deep to the cycle where we don't do three sets from one plane yeah we only do the one we're we're ping ponging around like a ping pong ball here yeah call time into Strixhaven, into D D. boing 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 boing. i don't mind it yeah how are we feeling about it i like it i like it too i think that the overall the sets have been better like stuff feels fresh every time really exciting which is really cool yeah so, i can you imagine we're like oh well, we have two more call time sets i'd be like okay i'd be but like, like why but also now I'm like strict saving new stuff. Oh, it's so cool! So like, yeah. big thumbs up to this decision from Wizards of the so. Coast. I, I think agree. it's I think it's really good. Sick. Speaking of yes, Strixhaven. Here we come. All right, so Strixhaven now fully previewed. By the way, yeah, which is about a week earlier than it has been in the past. Wild. Which is really weird. I don't know why that happened, but mm-hmm. it but it's fully previewed, so you can see the entire thing. We love Scryfall. Check them out. Scryfall.com. They've got the whole set laid out there for you, so so you can look at it. Um, pre pre release is happening this weekend with loading ready run. So check that out on Twitch on uh, starting at Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Yeah. The pre-release is happening next weekend. There's the big streamer event on Wednesday, which we'll be doing. So you can check that out. See the set played for the first time on Arena, live on Arena on Thursday. Yeah. So like, here it is, everybody. Our Judge wow. Rob episode is next week. <laughs> it's here. By the way, if you have a Judge Rob question, tweet at us at GLHF Magic with the hashtag Judge Rob. Yeah. If you have a Get question. those questions in. Yeah. Um, my gosh. Yeah. So like, let's start. With a little overview, because there's so much stuff about Strixhaven, so we'll break it up some. Okay, great. But I thought we could talk about, they have like the Planeswalker's Guide to Strixhaven up. And so we know that Strixhaven was founded 700 years ago by five dragons. Wow! Yeah, who are still around, BT dubs, because they're They're dragons. Because they're elder. Exactly. Um, And I thought that this is cool. Like they phrase it specifically of each college is focused on the quote clashing of two opposing mana colors. Yeah. And so students, when they come in, first of all, students, when they come in for the first year, like aren't in any of the colleges. Gotcha, they're, they're just kind generals. of in the classic. Classic? The basic. <laughs> <laughs> what? what two words did you combine? I don't know. Basic and. Basic. Vlasic pickles. <laughs> I just want some Blastics. Just your color. Because I was was thinking of colorless and how there's like some of the colorless spells in this, right? That are like introduction to annihilation and stuff like that. The lessons that are, um, yeah, that don't have a color. Do your Blastic studies when you come on in (laughs) to school. And then eventually they they choose one of the colleges. Yes. And I love that they mentioned that they have each student, once you choose a college, you have two advisors and each advisor represents one of the mana colors and so they might give you conflicting advice oh, right so if I you see. were in quandrix and you're like your green aligned advisor might be like you should focus more on like a creature like big creatures and like cultivating that magic yeah whereas the blue one might be like oh you need to focus more on like crafting illusions and stuff just like, like that. real college <laughs> yeah you know how you always you never get two a advisors. straight answer from anybody <laughs> giving you competing advice all the time did you know that I took a course called World Religions for uh-huh. my religion credit, okay. which I needed to have to graduate. Uh-huh. But let me tell you this fun fact. What? World Religions did not count for religion credit. What? 
Now that I'm also thinking about it, uh, that's absurd. Why do I need a religion credit? Anyway. Also, yes, that's weird. I don't know why. Maybe I'm thinking of history. Maybe it was history of world religions or something. And I needed that history. No, I took a different history class. Whatever. It was some. Anyway, it was something like that. And it didn't fit. And I was like, what? Yeah. I'd be mad. Anyway, that's just one example. I mean, one advisor telling me one thing and another yeah. telling me another. Great so example. I had, had to take another religious class. Ugh. Yep. I would have been so mad. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like, have, it's literally called world religions. And it was probably like you could either take religions X, Y, or Z or something. I don't remember what yeah. from this bucket. And so I was like, well, this feels this. This should be interesting. No. It was also one of those classes where they give yeah. you the test and literally three of the five answers could be correct if you thought about it enough. You know what I mean? Classic. One of those. And I was like, I hate this with every fiber <laughs> of my being. Give me a right answer and a wrong answer. And then I took New Testament, which ended up being one of my favorite classes I ever took in college. So that, you know, happy accident, but still. <laughs> Strict Haven problems. Strict Haven problems. Um, yeah, so th- we also know about the Biblioplex, which we already knew a little bit about because yeah. it's where the mystical archive is housed. Um, it's said to contain a copy of every spell ever created. <gasps> cool. Yeah, and I think it's cool. At the center of it is the Hall of Oracles, which has like a bunch of monuments and then the Strixhaven Snarl, which is just like a, a pure mana. Wow, what just happens a, if you touch it? Exactly. I'm sure sure something. Hey, I dare you to go okay. touch this new Strixhaven Snarl. Oh, man. Um, and then they also, of course, they have to have their own sport. You always have to have, I guess you have to have a magic sport to your magic college. Uh, it's God forbid, Quidditch! God forbid you have a university that doesn't have a sport and only focuses on other things. I also never went to a sporting event in my college, ever. I went to one football game. <laughs> yeah. Sure. I just realized that I'm like, oh, I just literally never went to anything. Yeah. Weird. Um, oh, man. The UT women's volleyball team was very good while I was there, to be fair. like Bomb set spike. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> there's a game There's a game called Mage Tower that, okay. all, of the, okay. that, that all of the colleges compete in, which just seems very <sighs> dumb. How do you play it? What are the rules? <laughs> but very silly. It seems classically, right? Like a bunch of people were just like, I guess we have to have a sport. <laughs> so each of like the two teams each have uh, five mages plus a small mascot. One of like their little mascot creatures <laughs> oh, that they like bring. They're, they're, uh, ele- oh, we're going to talk about their creature yes, tokens. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so th- it goes at the top of the mage tower um, and you get a point if you steal the other team's mascot and capture bring it back mascot. to your. Capture the mascot. Exactly. It's like capture the mascot, which I do think is actually very cute i would love to play okay this. to be fair it's a very cute game um and anyways they can do any kinds of magic except stuff that hurts people or <laughs> destroys property Yikes. so anyways there you go do you ever play capture the flag back in the day i don't i don't remember oh really ever playing capture the flag i'm thinking about it in gym when we had little belts that we wore Oh, with yeah colors attached to them red or blue and you could rip them off with velcro yeah and that meant you had to go to the jail yeah and you couldn't play anymore until somebody freed you from jail and all i wanted to do was free my teammates from jail i didn't care about that flag i didn't try and capture it all i wanted to do was be a weird spy who somehow got over to the other side in jail like by stealing somebody else's belt and pretending i was on the other team and then it's freeing my compatriots I was yeah. not playing. I was not playing the same game as I mean. Else. Arguably, <laughs> you were actually contributing overall yes. because you yes. were like provi- putting more people back on the field. Yeah, yeah. So I want to play it as an adult. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's just like a little overview of the university as a whole. But one thing that I do want to point out that many people have like speculated about. Okay. Which is that right? There's um. It all takes place on the plane. Um, oh, of yeah. Ar- Arcanum or whatever. Anyways. Arcadia? Was that it? Uh, I don't remember. Anyways. So there's two huge continents. The northern continent of Orithia, um, which is where Strixhaven is, and a, quote, mysterious southern continent called Galathul. And if we don't someday get, like, the dark version of Strixhaven, like evil Strixhaven that's in Galathul... I don't even know what's Look, happening. You can all say that you heard it here first. Yes. We predicted it 
episodes ago. And I also think that, right, it's it's further substantiated by the fact that there's these um, creatures known as the Auric, O-R-I-Q, who are a secret society of mages who use forbidden forms of magic. Cool. Um, and they sometimes infiltrate the university. And so I feel like for sure they've got to be like from that spies school. from the dark school. And like it's going to turn out in the future. Like what They're if there blue were, black, everybody. What if there were a bunch of spies also from Strixhaven? Like what if inside Strixhaven there's a secret like oh, society cool. that knows about the other dark version of the school and also has spies over there yes anyways into it so we'll talk more about it in the future okay. but i definitely wanted to point that out because i just think it's cool great great so like we didn't do a specific predictions episode for Strixhaven, but consider that a correct prediction a pr- probably a correct, like a long-term prediction yes. someday <laughs> we will come back to this plane and yeah We'll be at the other school. So let's talk a little bit about the design of Strixhaven and what went into it. And if you're drafting these guilds or whatever, plain seals these guilds, what you should look schools, out for. Maria. These colleges. colleges. I said you guilds. You cannot call them uh, guilds. You cannot. It's going to become re- relevant because them trying to differentiate Strixhaven's colleges from Ravnica's guilds was a huge Obviously problem. a huge part of it. Yeah. So they had some goals for Strixhaven, which was like each college had to have its own field of study and each one had to feel different than the guild in Ravnica, which I can imagine being extremely challenging because Ooh, in Ravnica, for they've been forever. And also they're like directly aligned with what those colors do. Like oh, yeah. basics, like red, white is aggressive. Yeah. Black, red is destructive and aggressive, etc. <laughs> okay. So they're like, okay, so how can we do this? Let's start off with silver quill. This is going to be um, one where they're like, we have to make a big departure here, right? Because they wanted an aggressive school, of course, for draft, but they didn't want it to be Lorehold, which is Boros colors, because Boros is always aggressive. It's always the aggro. And you're like, snooze alert. I don't want that to be the thing again. And it has to be different. So they're like, what if Silver Quill was the aggressive build? So when you're drafting, Black White wants to be aggressive. And this is really different than Orzov because Orzov, if you recall, is like so slow and grindy. Very slow. Gain and drain. Gain and drain, and, tithe. Yeah. Oh, what a fabulous mechanic. Love tithe. Um, anyway, so their deal is combat magic because they were like, what if these were kind of like the ROTC kids who are really fast at doing combat magic because they, the way they cast their spells is by saying them. Yeah. So other guilds cast their spells differently and they just say them, which is really fast. So you can get somebody really quick because you just said it yeah. boom, on your, on your back. Chink. So like, that's their deal. Um, and they also wanted to have these be the mean kids. Of Strixhaven. No, <laughs> which un- is unfortunate. Yeah. And a lot of people have been complaining on Twitter because they're like, I felt aligned with Strixhaven. Like I'm a writer. I like to use my words as power and this is what they do. And now I'm being told that I'm just a jerk. You're just a mean kid. You're a mean girl. Yes. Plus there's also been um, a lot of controversy over on Twitter. Yeah. Um, A lot of people in the AAPI community being like, Hey, you made that like Killian is a big figure in silver quill. And they're like, you used a lot of like very tired, like Asian American tropes. The tiger mom stereotype situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like being like beholden to your family and stuff like that. So just go read those, right? I feel like you owe it to people who gave you their time talking about it to go and read it. So go and read it. And if you're a troll in anybody's comments, people are no one are going to come for you. <laughs> You heard it here. You're a troll. They're coming for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's very disappointing. So, um, yeah. It's very, like, what an easy trope to fall into and an easy one to avoid, right? If you yeah. have people who work for you who are aware of this, which is why diversity is so important. And I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying, like, this could have been avoided. And um, it's a little sad to me that we all, have, that we have to loop everybody in Silver Quill with being in the Mean Kids trope. So hopefully... Um, we can find some positive aspects of that among the other cards and not just, oh, like, here's a negative thing about, <laughs> like, because you could have done that for any guild, right? Like, yeah. just all negative, but, like, you know, there's so much dimension. Like, you can lean on a little bit. But- there's so much dimension to being mean. <laughs> but, like, there, you know, like, yeah. let's run the gamut, the spectrum here of everybody <laughs> in this college so everybody who doesn't come and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm Silver Cool, I'm so excited. And then they're like, guess what? <laughs> You're just a mean girl. And they're like, wait, hold on. No, but no. Anyway, so 
that's my, the end of our rant on that. Prismari. Uh, yeah. So Prismari, um, you know, the emotions, sp- casting big, beautiful spells, whatever. Their problem was that Blue Red is it in Ravnica was also this deal, <laughs> casting spells. Yeah. So they're like, here... We want to focus on presentation over functionality. And the way we're going to do that is by focusing on big spells. So is it was casting a lot of small spells, like think about opt, whatever. This is like, hey, we're going to put all of our mana into one big presentation, which (laughs) it does make sense. (laughs) It follows. So I'm going to be curious how as to how this plays out, Mm -hmm. because that's a liability, putting all of your eggs in one basket. It is. In, In limited. So. Really interested to see. We'll see what happens. Uh, what the deal with is with Prismari. Yeah. Um, Witherbloom, they talked about, right, it's it's tough because Golgari, graveyard-centric. Graveyard. Yep. So they wanted to be focused on life and death, but not about the graveyard. Oh, that makes sense. So green, like, gaining life, black, spending it. Uh, yeah. Which reminded me of Orzhov. Yeah, it does. But, like, whatever. It's now green, black, and it has flying. Uh <laughs> Uh, they also wanted to have a goth click in the school, which is Witherbloom. And, yeah. you know, this is a click that we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. This makes sense. This is a good click. I'm very excited to see Witherbloom play out in draft two. But my favorite one that they made of all of these is Lorehold. Yeah, we were talking about how this feels like the biggest departure from this color pair's original Ravnica identity. Yes, absolutely. And which I agree. I love it. It's so cool. I think cool. it's really good. Yeah, to see them not be, right? It's not aggressive. It's focused on like archaeology and the past and history. Oh, I I really like it. It's very cool. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, I think this is their biggest win. And they said, how can you love history and not care about the graveyard? Makes sense. So they wanted to focus on the slower, more controlling aspects of red-white because white has cards that can get stuff out of the graveyard. Uh, black, uh, and excuse me, red has instant sorceries that you can get back from the graveyard. That's always been true. Yeah. And cards like phoenixes, which can get themselves back out of the graveyard. Yeah. So they're like, oh, well, this is making sense. And they also realize they can care about things leaving the graveyard. Yeah. Coming back into the pre- history, leaving the past for the present. Exactly. Very cool. I So yeah, Lorehold, A plus in my book. Yeah. Um, and then Quandrix, math. <laughs> math. Yep. So there we go. Math. Yeah, they're like, how are we going to do this without a plus one, plus one counters? <laughs> like, because that's Simic's deal. Yeah. And they but said, also math uh, deal. And math deal. Yeah. What are you going to do? So uh, they're still going to use them. Yeah. Uh, initially, interestingly enough, Quandrex was more about going wide, uh-huh. which I think is really weird. That's never a thing that green and blue has particularly yeah. done. So instead, they're going to use its resources to make creatures bigger instead of going wide. That was changed later in development. And I think Quandrex is one of the um, colleges that was like set in stone and then late in the game had changes yeah. based on development. So. Just FYI, uh, Quandrix, biggest biggest moves. I think one of the coolest things is they talked about how in the past, like each of these guilds had its own mechanic yes. that it worked around. So what if in the case of Strixhaven, instead of each having their own mechanic, they shared mechanics, but they used them in unique ways. Exactly. So, Which is just so cool. I love it. We're just going to touch on two briefly here. The first is Magecraft. So how do you make a thing like Magecraft? matter differently between these guilds for silver quill they say this college is about aggro so its magecraft effects tend to pump creatures or give them evasion this is the college that's happiest casting multiple instants or sorceries on the same turn so you want it's like stuff that like if it triggers multiple times that's going to be good right right like if it pumps a creature each time then it's like yeah you can do it many times yeah love it very cool Prismari, this is about casting a singular big spell, so the magecraft effects don't really stack in Prismari. Yeah. Like Silver Quill. Um, yeah, so, and in Witherbloom, it's a lot about, like, we were talking about, like, that gaining life. Yep. Gaining or draining life. In Lorehold, it's got to deal with the graveyard, uh, the graveyard doing a lot of work to encourage spell casting, and in Quandrix, it's building a big creature, so it either puts plus one, plus one counters on stuff, or helps you get resources, like land, to cast bigger creatures. Yeah. Really interesting. Um, we also know all about like there's so there's the different tokens for each of these. Yes. And I love so this goes back a little bit to the some of the lore stuff about this that we were talking about. Yeah. These are the mascots <laughs> of each of these colleges. Uh, and I love them. 
I, so I do cool. love the mascots so much. Them. Silver Quill is Inklings. Very cute. Which are just like these, yeah, they're like little, like weird creatures made of ink. Made of ink. Literally they're, made of ink. Two one flyers is the token. And, uh, and they were like, this was originally a gargoyle, but then we changed it to Inklings, which makes so much more sense. Uh, and it's so much cuter. It's so cute. Very cute. Um, Prismari has big elementals. Yeah, four fours. They originally three yeah. threes. And then they're like, no, these got to be four Even fours. Even bigger. Bump them up. Crank it up. Crank it yep. up. Cast big spells. Make a four four. Uh, Witherbloom. The best. The cutest. The best one. The the like sketch of all of the different ones Ugh, together. The pests. I passed out. It was so cute. These are one ones that when they die, you gain a life. Uh, and they're, they're so, so cute. cute. It's absurd. They were originally like called grubs. That has a bunch of legs, but the, its legs don't even touch the ground. <laughs> its legs don't even touch the ground. We love the pests. Uh, Lorehold. It has these like cool statue spirits. Love them. Um, which They're are three, three twos, twos, which yeah. is pretty big, which makes sense. More controlling, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Quandrix has fractals, which just look very cool. Beautiful art. It looks like a, a wolf made out of glass. I love it. But also air. I love it. There's zero zeros and you put counters on them. Yeah. Um, yeah, the tokens I think is really neat, and yeah. <laughs> I love that they're kind of the mascot. And I want to see somebody uh, in a grub. Excuse me, pest costume. <laughs> what is the grub mass pest? God, <laughs> what does the pest mascot look like when it's out on the what was it? What was on the, the field on the mage tower? Mage tower field, like go witherbloom, go witherbloom. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, we have some mechanics that didn't make it. <gasps> what? Flashback. Oh. Which I think you could easily see in this. Oh, yeah. Big time. Um, For sure. Everybody's favorite mechanic. Oh, I do. Uh, flashback. Great. Everyone really good flashback. stuff. Everything is flashback. Um, But I get I get it. Right. There's yep. a whole bunch of other stuff going on in here. And then they also it's being called scrolls, which I love in concept. And I, I think really hope idea. that we see in the future. Yeah. Which are artifact tokens that could hold an instant or sorcery on them. And then you sacrifice it to cast. Yeah. And so this was kind of going to be a way that um, famous spells from magic's past um, could have been used because they said other cards made scrolls with spells, usually famous ones from magic past already inside them. Yeah. Oh, really so it's cool. Like, here's your scroll. And inside is a ponder. I don't know yeah. what, but like, uh, very cool. And it seems like this is probably like the mystical archive is what got added yes. instead. Yep. But I hope that we see something like scrolls in the future. We like them. Put oh, them in it a sounds set. Really cool. Even as its own mechanic of like, not ones from magic's history, but like, I don't know, just something that makes like a spell that like makes four scrolls. And then each of the scroll isn't like an <gasps> opt. So you have to spend more mana to do it, but cool. you're getting more instances of it. I love it. There you go. Wizards. That one's free. That's free. That's free. <laughs> Call us anytime for more. <laughs> so I'm super excited for this. Same. Seems great. Um, yeah. We're going to be checking out the pre-release, pre-pre-release with Loading Ready Run this weekend. Streamer event next Wednesday, et cetera, et cetera. Strixhaven. Yeah. And I will just say one more time, like, even if someone is bringing a criticism to to the forefront that you did not realize and you're like I don't want to listen to this because it's a bummer on my enjoyment of this set <laughs> you need to listen just listen yeah Let's talk about Ultra Pro for a hot second because they've got some really exciting deal we want to tell you about Oh uh, yes so Obviously, we've seen all of the Mystical Archive now, and it looks so good. Obsessed. And they have it so that you can pre-order all of the month of April the limited edition playmats of the Mystical Archive art. And you can pick literally any of any them. Of them. What, which one do you want to play, Matt? Any of them. Boom, they've got it. Which is just incredible. Yeah, I love like, it. Like, what a selection. And if you think about it, it's like, I just can't, like... Ah, it's so it's many. so much great art. Exactly. And it's so many of them. And of course, they went out of their way to think, like, how could we do it so that right. no matter which of these arts you love, you're going to be able to get it on a playmat? Because that's what Ultra Pro does. They exactly. want to help you celebrate the art that you love in Magic. 100%. So no matter which one you want, they are going to make it to order. Yes. So that it is specifically created for you. Go in and choose, and they'll print it for you. 25 bucks. Look, I don't know... 
I don't know that I need another playmat in my life, but I also don't know how I don't get the grape shower. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, it's so incredible. I don't know how I don't get the opt one. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, it's there's so much cool art and Ultra Pro always looking out for you um, and helping you make sure that you get that sweet, sweet art um, on a playmat so you can look at it all the time. Absolutely. So head on over there um, and pre-order whichever is your absolute favorite. Yeah, if you want to know how to find this, just follow at Ultra Pro I-N-T-L. That's their international. That's uh, their Twitter handle. They've got a link out there for, that they tweeted a couple of days ago. We've also linked to their website in our show notes. You can probably find it there as well. But yeah, check these out. Get them before they're gone. Uh, what a great idea. Oh, so cool. Ultra Pro. That's this episode of Good Luck High Five. That's right. Thank you again to everyone who makes this possible by being a patron over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. It really does mean the world to us that you're keeping the show on the air, in the air. It is the air. It is the air. Which we learned. Coming out of your dogs, but uh, if you want your name read, uh, becoming a patron before our next episode, we'll give you a special shout on the show because we do love you. Um, So, so much. Thank you to our sponsors, Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro. Just two really wonderful companies um, that we could not be more proud to be partnered with. Absolutely. Check out our YouTube channel this Wednesday, youtube.com slash goodluckhighfive for a video of our box opening of Time Spiral. And you all, (laughs) it is a good one, okay? Listen. All we can say is we said probably 20 times during the filming of it, this is so stupid. This is so, it was so, it is so dumb. (laughs) And I, and so worth it. And so worth it. So please go watch that Time Spiral Remastered opening. You gotta watch it. It is good. It's really good. Uh, Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Check out pre pre release this weekend. Judge Rob episode next week. Woo. You love Judge Rob. He's coming on the show. Life's a party, man. (laughs) So get out there and rock it. Come to my party for for juniors at Strixhaven. (laughs) We're going to cast some spells. Oh, yeah. That are illegal. Oh, tell the (laughs) dudes.